Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. Hola, hola, hola. Hola, hola, hola. <laughs> How, How are, are you? you? I'm tired. <laughs> we got to do this at 6 a.m., not 6 p.m. Yes. <laughs> well, I got the energy from the day. Yeah. Ay. All Oof. right. Okay, so first segment, we're talking about brujaing. Yep, and what yes. we've been brujaing these last couple of weeks. So we actually got the chance to bruja together. Yes. Last Saturday. Saturday? Which was, yeah, was it, yeah, was it a Saturday? It was Saturday, yeah, it was. Nice. Which usually, I mean, we kind of run our own solo shows, so uh, coming together was very powerful, really interesting. It was, it was yeah. nice. Yeah. We got, it was us and another bruja, so it was three brujas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, two brujas and a witch. Yeah. That sounds like a joke. Two brujas and a witch. <laughs> and walked everyone a, lived. Yeah. Walked into the store. <laughs> so you want to hit and tell us a little bit about what we did? Uh, yeah. So we were asked Without by... Without too much details. Yeah. yeah. We were asked by a local um, kind of magic shop in the community in Vancouver to uh, who had been experiencing some sort of dark energy and kind of little stalker energy and a little bit of harassment. So we, we were asked to kind of come in and just put some protections up around the store and hope that, you know, any of the help, like disperse that energy and get it out of there and just kind of reset up, uh, reset up the place for light. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of block a little bit of that, um, chaotic energy. Yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. So, yeah. So we kind of came in together and we all have uh, kind of similar but separate ways of cleansing an area. And so we each kind of just took space and time and walked around and did our thing and kind of came together and then separated and then came back but, together. But at the beginning, we, we, we raised energy together, which was really nice. Yes. That was nice. And then, uh, and then we all left there like electric. It was... Yeah, we all left like on high. It We all left like giddy and high, and then we were like all pumped up, which was did not work well for me because I ended up going to the stores, and I hate shopping. <laughs> I hate shopping. I normally don't go shopping, and shopping usually depletes me. Like shopping is like such a blah task for me. Yeah. And I went, yeah, it's like oh, consumerism, ah. yeah. you know, and then, like all that energy, like. Of, Especially if you go to like a bad store, like a Walmart or something like that, where like stuff, like I can feel this, like the energy, like of those places and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, I was on such a high. I went to two stores. Did mm -hmm. I go to two stores? I think I went to two stores and I went out to eat and everything. I was like, whoa, I was on a super high. So yeah. It was my awesome. Kids, yeah. My kids were like super excited. They were like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> like we got to send her out on Saturday mornings to do some limpias and then come and send her back home. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> So that was nice. Yeah. So yeah. that's a little brujaing that we did together. So that was cool. That was very cool. Nice. Um, and then to today's topic, we're going to talk about the wheel of the year since today is actually the first of the, like, if we're using like the man-made calendar, mm -hmm. this is the first one. It's not the first one of the wheel of the year, but it's the first one, like in the January 1st to December 31st calendar. Okay. Right. Makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Like it's the first one we run into into the what would the the Roman calendar or the yeah I guess so in the Gregorian calendar Gregor yeah, yeah yeah I knew there was a word for it it's so weird <laughs> <laughs> I work with the astrology calendar I'm like 
the year starts in April. <laughs> I know that's so I uh, that's that's interesting too. Like that's real strange how a couple like the the different starts to the year. Yeah, like all the time. Time is, you know, it's not even linear, so it's just like whenever time starts every time. <laughs> yeah. Starts, starts all the time. Or we're living parallel or like if you talk to people like the quantum people, they're like we're living like multiple timelines at the same time yes. and meshing them. So like that can really mess up with your head if you start like talking to them. They're like, whoa, <laughs> I can't even talk to them. I have a friend that's really into quantum, um, into quantum timelines. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm like, wait, I can hardly grasp my own timeline now. Okay. Right. I can hardly keep control of my regular calendar right now, thinking of it linearly. I know that makes me dumber than you, but do not confuse me. <laughs> Stop. Just try to keep my ducks in a row in this timeline, man. Yes. Stop. <laughs> do not confuse me. I can't. Okay. Props to you. I do not want to get that confused. Absolutely. <laughs> it's in bulk, right? It's today? Yeah. Okay. In bulk. Yeah. In bulk is today for um, the people that celebrate um, the wheel of the year using the um, pagan wheel of the year that's been most... Um, recognized which okay. is the one that's based off the celtic is it celtic celtic what's the pronunciation I, there i think it's celtic i don't know thanks thanks for your help <laughs> gracias. i don't got that one man gracias oh yeah huh? you know anyways um based off the 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 now now i'm like oh sh based off the one yeah no based off the Celtic. So, i don't know how to say celtic or celtic there you go um, tradition, which is that um, the pagan um, wheel of the year, it has four. Um, it has eight eight um, celebrations. Four of them are basically like undisputed, and right because they're just two equinoxes and two solstices, right? right? And everybody celebrates that throughout all traditions. Like I think you can't like it's what all the um, indigenous communities celebrate as well it's like where they celebrate like wherever you go everybody celebrates it right right and you look at you know different um pre-columbine um cultures and you look at you know asian cultures and everywhere like everybody celebrates the equinoxes and the solstice because it's or they call it the seasons or they call it the astronomical changes because it's something that is freaking obvious right <laughs> right <laughs> It's very, very obvious. <laughs> then, um, then the one that's been traditionally recognized in the pagan community. Ah, there we go. We didn't have to fight with that word again. The one that's been um, most um, celebrated and most recognized in the pagan community, which is the, the, the wheel of the year. It has these four additional um, celebrations, which is, in bulk, Beltan, Lamas, and Samhain, right? Okay. And they come from four, I do have to say it again, Celtic. Um, I think that's right. <laughs> agricultural festivities. Okay. Mm -hmm. But when you go to like Puerto Rico, well, obviously we don't have the same agricultural festivities. Or when you go to Mexico, we don't have the same agricultural okay. festivities because our agriculture is not the same so we didn't celebrate the same agricultural festivities or when you look at it from obviously my my um main practice right astrology we call it the mid um the mid cross points right and the mid cross points is just basically 
it's a mathematical point, right? The equinoxes and the solstice are at a mathematical point, and the halfway point between those is the mid-cross point. And okay. that's when these dates are. Okay. So that's that's when they fall. And so that's when these dates, you know, basically are celebrated. Okay. And so what we wanted to bring up is that there are other, that although they're, they might not be exactly the same dates, when you look at it throughout other traditions, it ends up being the same celebrations. Right. Or the same dates, maybe by a day, two days off. But when you look at it, it naturally falls into the same celebrations, not necessarily the Nordics or the Maori or the Incas or the Puerto Ricans and the, the, and the Tainos. And when you look at it in the end, everybody ends up celebrating on the same dates. Right. Okay. The equinox is the solstice, obviously, but also on the mid-cross dates mm -hmm. as well. Even the Catholics, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But they're, they're sus. <laughs> they usually come in and they substitute, but yeah. And so we just wanted to go over those dates and give um, the ones that we know. We didn't do a deep investigation, but just like in general, like, oh, that's what we celebrate is that day. Like, for right. example, today it's in bulk, right? Which is, again, it's a celebration for Bridget. I think so. Yeah, yes. And she's like the, the goddess of like um, fire, right? <laughs> But like when you look at it in Puerto Rico, for us, it's um, El Dia de la Candelaria. Right. And Candelaria is also a fire. Candelaria is actually a bonfire, right? So it's the same. Oh, look at that. We're celebrating the same thing, right? Right. And when you go look at it at the, at the Catholics, um, the Catholics, what they were celebrating is that it was 40 days after Mary had baby Jesus, supposedly. Right. And 40 days after is when you can take a baby, a Jewish baby, because Jesus was Jewish, to the Jewish temple to present a baby. Mm -hmm. So, ah, so they're celebrating this, and this would be today, tomorrow, right. actually, right? And so since it's uh, a festivity that's very related to fire and to lights and like lighting the way or, you know, because in the Northern Hemisphere, it's six weeks and oh, and like Groundhog Day right tomorrow's mm -hmm. groundhog day oh, yeah. every second right and they bring out the little groundhog and they let go if he sees the shadow it's going to be six weeks more of like some of winter or if not it's going to be like spring is coming but it's the it's the midpoint of winter and it's like if it's going to be extended or not right? right because what you're trying to do is just basically survive but you're looking forward to spring spring is coming and that's also like the groundhog day is also like sort of a um hope kind of activity right mm -hmm. it's like oh we're gonna have hope that you know it's like being being hopeful being like oh you know looking forward looking forward towards spring even in like a non-pagan sort of way right right and, and not like totally disassociating it from any sort of goddess or anything like that right right but and oh and like in puerto rico what we do with the uh, candelaria how we make the big bonfires we can we burn the christmas tree so we save our Christmas tree and what we do is we burn it, you know? Right. That's, that's, that's awesome. what we do. Yeah. And that's how we make it. But um, since, um, since it's all about fire, what a good day, this, it's a good day to um, bless your candles. So all the candles that you're going to be working with throughout the year and that you'll be using, particularly since it's to ward off evil, to ward off um, like sickness and illness and stuff like that, 
So like the ones that you're going to use for like limpias and curanderia and all that, it's a good day to bless all of those candles. Okay. In order to consecrate them and bless them. Um, yeah, so it's pretty cool. And that's what this first like Gregorian calendar um, holiday holiday or yeah, on the wheel is. And it's actually like, what is it? It's the fourth one, right? If you start the wheel of the year all the way in April, not, no, yeah, no, no. If you started it at Samhain, right? But I'm not oh, going to okay. confuse it. I'm not going to. It's the first one on the Gregorian. Let's keep going. <laughs> Got you. Based on today, <laughs> in bulk, <laughs> in bulk, Candelaria. Okay, keep going. So our next one is going to be Ostara. Okay, which is the spring equinox. That's one that's like it's a seasonal one. It's one that everybody has. Then so the equinoxes and the and the solstice, everybody has them, right? Mm -hmm. So that's easy. Obviously, um, it it's also it also coincides with Easter. It coincides with the fest, the feast of Ostara. That's why it's called Ostara. Mm -hmm. It coincides with festivities to Aphrodite. It coincides with spring festivities because it is the equinox of um, of spring, but it's just a seasonal one. So that's right, very easy. Okay, and we're not going to get into more details of those. We're just gonna just what they are. So that one's one that everybody celebrates. Yes. Fasi. Um, the fourth one, or not the fourth one, the next the next one is Beltane. It's May Day in the Celtic or the Irish. No, this is the Irish one. Shindove. I don't know how to pronounce that one. Sorry. Um I love it because it represents like marriage or the, it, it's very tied to marriage and fertility. Mm -hmm. And when you look at it, all like wedding season. Oh, is all, like, totally. Right. And people don't know like, oh, wedding season. Yep. There you go. Then it's also, um, it's also like workers day and like, um, workers day and, uh, May day. But yeah. those, those come from like the, the, the workers' protests and stuff like that, which I know that like in the States, work um, Labor Day is in September, but everywhere else in the world, it's in on May 1st. Really? Yeah. Oh. Because of some like um, protests, like in, in I'm trying to think if it was in England, but um, some factories that got burnt, and, like the workers were inside and stuff like that. Oh, shit. It happened in May, right? And so that's where like workers' rights started coming up. And so it happened in May. And so everywhere else, like Labor Day is like in May, except in the United States. Interesting. Um, yeah. So it's like Labor Day or Labor Day or Workers' Day. And so like that's where I can, like most like um countries, like everything that has to do like with Labor Day, labor's rights, workers' rights, um, union rights and all that, that usually happens like in May. And at the beginning of May, near May Day, right? <laughs> so you go off, you do a strike, you pick it, and then you see a cute striker, and then you go off in May Day. <laughs> it's Aww. nice and fun. You have that all whole energy, you know? <laughs> and it's like, hey. Um, and that's where the main right comes from, which is you go, like, see somebody, and you go off into the fields, and you have some May fun with them. I, no. You did what? not know this? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maine. The, the word phrase main comes from going off into the fields and what yeah. she just and made like a sexual gesture i don't know how to describe that like a pumping yeah like a <laughs> pumping with the hand yes really this, that's yeah so, okay that's a weird one nice yeah. i like it 
And then this goes as well, like for us, it's el día del trabajo, which like yeah. I said, the work day. And um, for the, even for the Catholics, they have their saint is Saint Joseph the worker, because it goes tied to the same thing, to the working, to the May Day. Okay. And then everybody does the May pole, which is more phallic it cannot be, you know, the big pole stuck into the earth. Yes. Okay. So there you go, belting. And that one, like, I think pretty standard even though it's not a solstice or an equinox but it's been pretty right you know, it's, it's, and oh there's even in the in the catholic church they even have the crowning of mary oh so they make a crown of flowers for mary for virgin mary so they even went and they have like since they used to make the flower the crown of flowers you know before like in the pagans mm -hmm. they wanted like people to continue that but do it in the catholic church right mm -hmm. they started having people crown mary because she's you know you know the, the supreme woman of the church so people do the crowning of mary in the catholic church they make it this big huge you know flower wreath um crown mm -hmm. and they crown mary in 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 may so slick those catholics oh see, that's okay. so, smart. <laughs> <laughs> so you so the same tradition of like you know right crown of flowers and you know dancing around a maypole and having fun and frolicking and whatever they make it all fun and fun and whatever and they just crown mary there you go yeah. so that's called crowning of mary yeah then um the next one is the summer solstice which is you know it's in this one it's celebrating the sun so in this one it's celebrating the sun at its peak and like oh thank you so much for having me. and then from that moment on it starts to decline right because it's going to start one minute less but you're still like oh celebrating it at its maximum you right know? um and it's midsummer eve and then it's also um very close to saint john the baptist for the catholics and so right. that's when they celebrate saint john the baptist in puerto rico we have a huge tradition for saint john the baptist it's actually um saint john the baptist is the patron saint of the island so it's a huge celebration um huge like I mean, Puerto Rico was originally called um, St. John. Oh, really? They, yeah. They just, when they made the maps, they made, so Puerto Rico was supposed to be St. John, the island was called St. John, the island. And then the port, the capital was supposed to be um, rich port, Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, right? Which means rich port. Okay. But when the first guy made the first map, he inverted the names. So Puerto Rico became the name of the island and San Juan became the- That's cool. How? yeah cool so but the patron saints weren't switched <laughs> so now the whole island has saint john as the patron saint and san juan has san sebastian as a patron saint huh so the whole island celebrates saint john the baptist as its patron saint so we celebrate that day like huge and basically you throw yourself backwards as if though you were being baptized uh-huh into the ocean what at, at yeah at midnight you throw yourself backwards into the ocean so everybody's at the beach all day drinking and partying all day it's like a huge party all day and then at midnight everybody runs into the ocean and throws oh, themselves backward to get baptized drunk and having parties and i want to see that real bad well then you gotta go to the beach yes <laughs> I, I intend to yeah sounds to awesome. puerto rico on june 25th yes <laughs> on june 23rd june 23rd sorry mixed up my dates and then you just party 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 all day there you go um then the next one i think this was the hardest one for me to find like a correlation mm -hmm. um because i thought it was a festival de Cabe, but no the festival de Cabe is like in february so it wasn't so it's lamas um is the um 
Celtic one, which is the Festival of the Grain, and um, it's a harvest one. It's like the first harvest um, festivity. Okay. And it's the one where they harvest the grain. And for them, it's like the grain is the first one that they harvest, and that's and then later there's others, right? Like the squash and everything else. And so you you continue harvesting all the way through October, right? When you get the veggies and stuff like that. But the grain's the first thing that they're harvesting, and they're harvesting that in October in August, right? So I looked it up, but we do since we're a tropical island, we're harvesting in February. Okay. So it didn't correlate, which is what I'm saying. Not everything's like that's why we're like that wheel of the year is going to be different because since these eight festivities are based on the those four, there's four that are equinoxes and solstice, but there's four that are based on agricultural festivities. They're not going to relate to the festivities of everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So like, like, for example, we wouldn't have that because obviously ours is like, like I said, our, the our end of our harvest season is February. So it just doesn't make sense because like in August, our harvest season is starting. Right. You know? So I was I was looking, I was like, oh, Festival de la Cabe, right? Which is like the end of the harvest season. But it it's February, so it didn't make sense. So I was like, oh, what can it be? And so I I didn't have anything like similar to that. Um, I looked up well, there's a couple of saints, but the saints are just like, oh, you know, a couple of just martyrs or whatever. The the Catholic Church has a saint for like three or four saints for like almost every day so it didn't it really didn't make any there wasn't anything that stood out to me well and when we're thinking about the midpoints and celebrating the festivals like the agricultural festivals you the hemispheres are going to play a large role in dictating what the celebration's actually about you know because like the celebrations are really going to be focused on what the environment is currently going through and like harvesting versus planting and that's going to play a role so while the celebrations may deviate a little on the midpoints um it really is still like following the same cycle um i did think about what when you and i were talking about um of the day of the dead mm -hmm. and you mentioned getting a couple shooties that they started it in august yes so i was thinking that maybe it could start there because it started in august and i don't know if you wanted to mention that so um in mesoamerica and i'm not super well versed but i am versed uh i know that so celebrations are lasting a really long time but in the beginning of august something there must be some sort of solar point that changes and when that changes that's the opening to like the gate i guess but that's when you start to welcome more like uh it, it's it's related to food like it's still related to bringing food into your home as well but it's food and ancestors and knowing that you're starting this preparation for what's going to go down in a couple months yeah that makes total sense um because for the, um their what do you call this um myth yeah is that the 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 god the the sun god is like sacrificed to like the god of the grain right and so that sounds really similar to like what you're mentioning right so like it, like there's there's a correlation into that mythology right plus the portal also makes sense you know that there's um the series is it series let me see who is it the lion there's the lionscape portal is eight eight on in oh yeah in in august yeah but there's another portal too is it series I think I think Ceres, which is one of the 
Hang on, there's four. I'll have to look it up, but there's four main stars, right? Mm -hmm. And one of them is Ceres, and Ceres is in charge of food. And I think her retrograde finishes normally in August. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she's in charge of like everything that has to do with food and it has to do with like um, nourishing and nourishing yourself and stuff like that. Um, and Hesta, who is also celebrated, and Hesta is obviously from like um, the like the Romans and stuff, but she's okay. like in charge of like the the home and the hearth and stuff like that, also celebrated around August as well. So like when you look at and and you know I've talked about this before like like when you look at all the parallelisms like sometimes you might not know like all the history but when you look at all the parallelism you see how things pop up in different cultures and they're all the same right it's yeah. like I'm guessing like there's some sort of astrological thing that happens from early ish August until uh early November yeah yeah I mean there's three celebrations there right right because there are three, there's three celebrations there and they're all harvest related and then they end with ancestry. Right. Because you have, um, you have llamas, you have harvest and you have um, the other muertos and they all close together. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So then the next one is the autumn equinox. Okay. Um, which is recognized as May one, but it's the autumn equinox. And so we usually just celebrate it as the um, harvest as well, you could say. Temporada, de temporada, de otoño, right, stuff like that. But it's just the autumn equinox, and then the last one, which is uh, Samhain, Dia de los Muertos, Dia de los, eh, Dia de los Niños, Dia de los Santos, Dia de todos los inocentes, Dia de los ancestros, all that, just, <laughs> all that all together, as you know, and you know that it's usually it's usually about a ten day span, you know. Mm -hmm. And, the, and each one can have a different representation. And we went over that in one of our podcasts. Yeah. We did, right? Yeah, yes. We did. Yeah. <laughs> we did, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's it's a general thing. You know, the wheel of the year is very well known. Mm -hmm. And it's what most people use and what's what they refer to. And definitely the four that refer to the wheel, um, to the solstice and to the equinoxes are going to be the same. But the four that are agricultural points might be different to other cultures. Yeah. But even if they're different, they are being celebrated. It's and still something. Yeah. It, they're still being celebrated. And the celebration is the same vibe. Agreed. And I'd say, And I'd say that the vibe is even more similar on those four than even the autumn equinox and the, than the seasonal ones. Because the seasonal ones might be inverted in northern and southern hemisphere right you know mm -hmm. so the vibe of the four um midpoint cross celebrations is usually the same right you know that's the same no matter what the other four are more out outward right like it's an influence of like yes um there's a seasonal change and we're celebrating it based on what like the outer world of the climate is bringing us and we're celebrating that outward change while as the ford midpoint crosses is a celebration that we're bringing but what we're celebrating is more internal so yeah excellent see no, we, all we right did... you're right <laughs> eh? where she's like we have nothing to talk about there and I'm, like, <laughs> I, I'm like yeah and i think we should because although we don't celebrate this like if you go to to a bruja and you say oh do you follow the wheel of the year and they're gonna be like 
No, we follow the seasons, right? Yeah. But we do have the same celebrations, the same rhythm. Because the same energy is in, in, it, in, in us. In us. And we are all following the energy and we're following like the cosmos and we're following that, that push of that, you know, energy that's there. And so I just wanted to clarify that basically. Nice. <laughs> See, she's like, I don't think she's like, it's gonna be like three minutes. I'm like, no, no, we got a little bit more. <laughs> we went over three. You're right. All right. Now are you going to roll into not I know, I know it's it's gonna it's not gonna be great astrology. Not bad. <laughs> All right. And I always deliver nicely. Uh-huh. It's like, uh, what is it? Like you get tickled before someone slaps you. okay let's get started it's astrology um february 5th through the 18th yes okay so we start off with february 5th with the full moon in leo and this full moon the full moon in leo is basically closing out any cycles that started with the new moon in leo back past august right so because that's the cycle of all new new to full moons it's a six month cycle okay this um, has a lot of um, Uranus um, energy, right? And you guys are having felt it since Friday, the third, a little edgy, a little restlessness. Um, because then there's a square of Uranus and Taurus. Basically, it's bringing in that ideals from the collective and like, what are you feeling like against them? A little bit of power struggles, right? Is what we're going up against. But it will definitely make you... What you're going to see on this Friday, on this, I'm um, sorry, on this full moon in Leo is going to be that people are going to be making decisions, um, things that they've been pondering or ruminating or dragging their feet on doing. They're just going to go like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with this. I'm going to do this. And they're going to just like close circles are going to be releasing. Full moons are good for releasing. So they're just going to be like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to do this. Okay. And um, so that's going to, going to happen. And they're just. Things that they might have, you know, been dragging their feet since August, any point from August on, they're just going to make decisions and just, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Okay. Okay. She's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until you guys see us. <laughs> Her little face there. <laughs> okay. On uh, Monday the 6th, Mercury is going to be sextiling Neptune. This is more of a chillax, you know. Words are very soothing. Intuition is going to be nice. Um, there's going to be receiving messages through downloads, spiritual connection, messages through, you know, it's basically Mercury is a communication and Neptune is spiritual, right? So you could be receiving messages through music or through um, dreams or through your cards or stuff like that, right? Because Neptune is more watery. Okay. On the 7th, Venus is going to be um, sextiling Uranus, and it's going to be like a desire for something new and shiny, and I want something different. And So this can bring in, um, uh, you know, this could be a good sex day, <laughs> because, you know, I always have to tell you what's going to be a good <laughs> sex day. Yes, you do. Or because it, could, because it can bring in a lack of, um, a lack of inhibition, right? Mm-hmm. Or oh. it could be a day where you like lose money or whatever because you're in a riskier mood right so don't go to the casino that day gotcha. <laughs> all right Pardon. and then um eighth and ninth i don't have anything so those are just moon days then on the 10th we have mercury conjunct pluto 
This is a day to go in depth into investigation. It's a good day for investigation, for studying, for it's good for work with ancestors um, or for transcendence. Okay. You can go deep that day. Mercury is very active next week. Okay. Then on the 11th, Mercury is going into Aquarius. This is intelligent, open-minded, analytical. Um, only thing is they may speak without thinking. Um, if they're bored, they just bring shit up to steer things up. Yeah, they so do. Just, <laughs> just make sure that they're not bored <laughs> for everybody's benefit. <laughs> Mars is going to be sextiling Chiron that day. So that's like taking action. Um on things that have hurt you so like you know if you felt abandoned at some point you might be like oh i'm gonna donate 12 bucks to this uh, you know agent you know fundraiser or whatever or it's like oh i'm gonna go sign up for this seminar that's gonna work with this but it's like taking action on stuff or i'm gonna tell this person that was an idiot that they were an idiot you know so it's like taking action <laughs> then 12, 13, 14th, I don't have anything written down. So that's just moon days. I didn't check what moon. So I can't tell you if it's spicy moon or not. Let me check. No, I'm we're just going to say those are great days for everyone. Great days for everyone. <laughs> She's like, no, that's a great days for everyone. Let me actually check before we do that because it is Valentine's Day and people like to know. Uh, yeah. I can tell you that um, Venus is in Pisces. So for Valentine's Day, I know that people like to know. So Venus is in Pisces. That means that, you know, people like to have like courtly love and, you know, roses and the bachelors back on TV and all that stuff. <laughs> That's that is totally Venus and Pisces. That is like, you know, I want a rose and I want to do this and that kind of stuff. OK, OK. Um, people who try to kill you with kindness on Monday. Ben Valentine's Day is optimistic and joyous. Nice. If you drink too much, though, things could Petty arguments could break out. Um, Those are like full-time wise words, though. Yeah. <laughs> Energy's more relaxed on the weekend, so you may want to party on the weekend. Then um, let's do the 15th is Venus conjunct Neptune and Pisces. This is a day of romance, creativity, spirituality. It's a day where people just have like, God, I love love. <laughs> you know? God, everything is so beautiful. Everything's because... Venus is like everything about like everything you value, everything you find aesthetically pleasing, everything you find that gives you security. And Neptune is like the daydreamer. Right. And the big dream. And, you know, the fairy tale. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. So they're conjunct in Pisces. Oh, Pisces is 12th house. 12th house is like half a foot in this world and half a foot in the galaxy. Mm -hmm. So it's like. You know, rose tinted glasses, right? That is that is Pisces. And so it's like rose tinted glasses. It's like, no, it doesn't matter. I don't care. La la la. You know? Mm -hmm. So it's romance, spirituality, creativity. It's all beautiful. Unless somebody tells you it's not beautiful, or unless something ugly happens, and then you're like, I don't know, no, 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 I don't see it, I don't see it. <laughs> right yes so that is that is venus conjunct neptune in pisces all That's right it. everything's beautiful in my you know in my bubble bath with champagne and you know whatever and then i'm drowning in the bubble bath but you know <laughs> i am in my bubble bath with champagne you know so that's that
Then Thursday, the sun is conjunct Saturn in Aquarius. This is the last time that sun is conjunct Saturn in Aquarius for the next 28 years. Oh, okay? shit. Yeah. And we'll talk about that later on because obviously what's coming next after Aquarius comes Pisces. And we'll talk about that later. Um, it's not great, yeah. is it? It's not great. Damn it's it. watery. <laughs> okay. And then... Aquarius is logical and Aquarius, this is what we've been having, right? We've been mm -hmm. having Saturn and Aquarius for the last 28, you know, years off and on, except when it's in retrograde and it's gone back into cap or whatever, right? Um, but this is what we've bas basically been having for the last 28 years. This is the logical, the more collective and it moves slow, but this is what it's tried to do in the last three decades, right? It's tried to move us slowly to having more of a collective ideation and more so this generation right these is more of that focus right mm -hmm. and so now it's going to move to a different generation and the next generation that's coming in is going to be in a pisces generation <laughs> <laughs> so since this is the last time that it's there on that day on fight on february 16th it's like what have you personally learned what has the collective learned what are the lessons and then it's like take like take stock and look at your own path and take responsibility for your path right okay when you look at certain things that have happened for example you know police brutality stuff like that these are you know these are very clear examples of saturn and aquarius right okay and the reactions to those and like how have we as a collective reacted to that and stuff like that well so that kind of stuff mercury and jupiter no mercury sextiling jupiter on the 17th this helps you to plan ahead this is a broad outlook this is self-expression this is good for business this is good for being friendly um meeting people and like seeing oh this person is a good person for me to make a deal with this is a good person for me to like oh do a podcast with and this is a you know mm -hmm. this is a this is somebody that you know i should like definitely you know keep in my back pocket i should hook up with this is a person that you know um whatever and so it's like having better vision and jupiter's luck right and expansion and mercury's communication and those two things basically aligning so that's a good thing and then on the 18th we have the sun going into pisces and so, you know, Pisces are compassionate, romantic, artistic, intense, empathetic. Yeah. Martyrs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. That's, it. That's what Thank we got. You. It's not Thank bad. Thank you so much. It's not, not bad. No, no, it's not bad. I'm a little nervous uh, about. The, the, the full moon's a little heavy. Okay. Not that heavy. It just has a lot of Uranus uh, energy. So it does bring a little um, unrest and a little like. Oh, what am I going to do? You know, and just like, ah, this is what I'm going to do. And you just go off and do it. All right. Yeah. We can handle this. This is good. We got this. You're the one making the unexpected move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. So you're going to give us a herb for unexpected. Oh, I was thinking about doing gardenias for love just because mm. I really like them. The smell. That was gonna yeah, be my... that's good. And yeah. we're when we have Venus and Pisces and it's mm -hmm. San Valentine's and all that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. So gardenia, you're gonna have um, it's a beautiful white flower, a very green shrub. It's a strong. Uh, the flowers have a strong, sweet scent. 
They're usually cultivated as a house plant just because they're a little bit finicky. They're native to the Pacific Islands. The fruit of the plants are used for anxiety, depression, bladder infections, uh, menopausal symptoms, sleep, and antioxidant. I am not a doctor. Please consult yours before trying any new herbal regimens. Uh, magically, gardenias are going to be feminine. They're associated with the moon and water. Uh, also associated with um, helping bring forward love, peace, healing, and spirituality. So, you're going to want to put fresh blossoms in a sick room or on an altar dealing with healing to make a bigger impact. Dried petals are added to healing incense and balsas. Again, uh, just a greater correspondence. Dried gardenia scattered about uh, is supposed to induce peaceful vibrations. It's often used in love spells. And it's touted to possess a really high uh, spiritual, like spiritual spirit vibration. So it's good. It, it's kind of good in working with the dead. But it's known to attract really good spirits. So it's it's definitely always going to stay on a more positive, positive good vibe. Yeah, that's a little bit about gardenia. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrewhousebroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com. Or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com or SDLunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria 101. And you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria101S. Because <laughs> somebody had the 101. And I also have Brujeria101.com. And there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or nail charts and stuff like that. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. 